Good morning. Today is Friday, April 23rd, 2021. Our Parsha, it's the double portion of Achremos Kedoshim, but I want to focus now on the beginning of the first one, Achremos, is the unexpected end of an amazing story and the beginning of a major historical shift in Jewish life that we feel till today. The story begins with the Egel, the golden calf. And from that terrible, terrible sin, Moshe saved everything. Remember, God first says, I'm going to wipe out the Jewish people. I'm going to start over just with you, Moshe. Moshe says, no, if you're not willing to forgive the Jewish people, leave me out of it. Take me out. I don't want to be there. And then Moshe prays to God. And finally, God forgives the Jewish people. Our Parsha is the conclusion of that story and the promise of the survival, the ongoing survival of the Jewish people. Because Moshe is not only successful at getting God to change his mind and to forgive the Jewish people, Moshe returns to the Jewish people with the second set of luchos, the tablets of the Aseris Adibros, the Ten Commandments. He returns on the 10th day of Tishrei, which is becomes Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. That is a sign that God has forgiven the Jewish people for the golden calf. But um, even more amazingly than that, that day of the 10th of Tishrei becomes institutionalized as a day of forgiveness and atonement for the Jewish people every single year. And the institutionalization of that day, the transformation from a one-time occurrence of Moshe appearing with the second set of Luchos on the 10th of Tishrei into an annual event where we are promised atonement and forgiveness, that transition, that institutionalization to make it permanent, that is our Parsha, where the Torah says, this is the way you will enter my Holy of Holies to ask for forgiveness for the Jewish people. And the entire procedure of Yom Kippur is defined and explained in our Parsha, which interestingly, we read it in the springtime, but we know that it actually occurred around this time of year because it occurred just after the beginning of Nisan. Okay, we're about a month later, but it's the same time of year. So in the springtime, we're learning about Yom Kippur 
and in the springtime is when actually this transition from one-time event done by Moshe into an annual event that will benefit the Jewish people every single year, that occurs in our Parsha in the spring. And our Parsha has this amazing line upon which the Jewish people's survival rests. Ki bayom hazeh yechaper alechem Because on this day, the 10th of Tishrei, Yom Kippur, God says, I will forgive the Jewish people, letaher eschem, to purify them, mikol chatosechem, from all of their sins, lifnei Hashem titoru. They will stand before God purified, forgiven. Amazing. This recurring event every year is based exclusively on Moshe not accepting God's initial decision to destroy the Jewish people for the golden calf. It rests on Moshe being willing to sacrifice his place and his name. It depends and rests on Moshe's prayers to God for forgiveness of the Jewish people. By the way, those prayers remain with us today. The whole thing of our Parsha all because of Moshe, and Moshe alone. So it's quite striking, as is clear in our Parsha, that Moshe has no role in Yom Kippur whatsoever. Only his brother Aharon, the Kohen Gadol, the high priest. Aharon, who you will remember, was involved in the golden calf. How can that be? How can Moshe have no place whatsoever in the annual event that his effort led to? So the answer is simple and it's profound. The job is not always given to the one who deserves it the most. The job is not always given to the one who is appropriate to receive the greatest honor or recognition. The job goes to the one who needs it and who can use it the most as determined by God. Now, all indications in the Torah and in the comments of our rabbis, all indications are that Moshe was not only not disappointed, but happy for Aharon, his brother, and accepted God's instruction without complaint. But that's Moshe. Few of us are Moshe. And many of us often get upset when we are not chosen, when we are not recognized, when we are not honored, when we feel that we deserve it and that we're entitled to it. How come I was overlooked? How come I was ignored? How come I was not mentioned? People cause themselves 
a lot of agmas nefesh, a lot of bitterness in their souls. Moshe should teach us a lesson because no one deserved it like Moshe. No one else deserved it at all, actually. But it was better, in God's eyes, that it go to Aharon. Because for many things in life, God decides. God calls the shots. And when we realize that, it can have a profound effect on every area of our lives. So let me share with you a story I heard from Rabbi Malik Biederman. There was a young man, he was having a problem in life and he went to his rabbi and he said, Rabbi, I need your help with the problem. I find that I often lose my temper. I get angry. I start to yell at other people. I know it's wrong, but I can't help myself and I need, I need help. What should I do? So the rabbi told him the following story. There was once a group of thieves on a boat. Now they had boarded the ship as regular passengers. And the plan was that in the middle of the voyage, they would seize the control room. They would take over the ship and they would bring it where they wanted to bring it, where they would be able to rob all the passengers. God forbid, they didn't want to hurt anybody. They didn't want to murder, God forbid. They just wanted to rob from them and then let them go. And they would be able to sail off in safety with their wealth that they had taken. So, before they had a chance to make their move during the voyage, a fight broke out between the sailors who were sailing the ship. One group of sailors wanted to stop at an island they were about to pass. And the other group of sailors wanted to hurry to their destination and not make any stops. And the sailors were yelling and screaming and fighting with each other. And the thieves heard this yelling and screaming and fighting. And they saw that this was their perfect opportunity. So they broke into the control room. They took over the ship and they tied up all the soldiers, all the sailors. They tied up all the sailors. Now they're prisoners and they took control of the ship. So now the rabbi asked the young man, let me ask you a question. Consider these two groups of soldiers, uh, I keep saying that, these two groups of sailors now, and they're tied up. Are they still angry with each other? So the young man says, well, probably not because now they're in danger. They have much bigger problems. So they're not worried about, you know, being angry with each other. But the rabbi says to him, but that's not true. Remember, they were not in any danger. No one was going to get hurt. Only the passengers were going to be robbed. They were just tied up to keep them from interfering. So why were they quiet now? And did their anger just disappear? Did it just 
dissipate all of a sudden? All of a sudden, they're not yelling and screaming at each other. So the rabbi says to the young man, here's what I want you to do. Go home, think about it for a while, and then come back when you have an answer. The young man went home, and later he returned, and he says to the rabbi, now I understand why they stopped yelling. Because their anger stemmed from each side thinking that they were in charge. And when they couldn't get their way because the other group of sailors thought that they were in charge, they were angry. One group said, we're in charge. We're the boss. We're in control. And we say, stop here at this island. And the other group said, no, you're not in charge. We're in charge. And we say, keep going. So they're yelling and screaming because each side considered themselves to be the boss. They considered themselves to be in control, in charge. Once they're tied up, both groups realized neither of them was in charge. Neither side was in control. Their decision was not theirs to make. In fact, it was made for them. So there was no reason for their anger and their yelling and their fighting. The rabbi said to this young man, if you can keep this in mind, you will be able to control your anger. When you think that you are actually in charge, that you're the boss, that you're controlling things, if something doesn't go your way, you get angry. I'm the boss. How come it's not going my way? But when you realize God is in charge, God decides, you realize everything will follow God's plan. And so there's no room for anger. There's no room for yelling. And there's no room for complaining about what you did not get because that's the way God wants it to be. My friends, I want to wish you a great day and a wonderful Shabbos. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person. I want to take everyone off mute and I invite your agreement, disagreement, questions, input. I'm listening. Abby, I'm listening. Yes. Sometimes people have to speak up though. You know, I know we, we always say Hashem is in charge of everything, but if you know what I'm talking about. We're in Canada. Why are we all so compliant? You know, they say Canadians are very polite and we sit back. But I just had my daughter from New York, New Jersey, and she's like, you know, what's wrong with everybody here? Okay, so you're making a very important point. I, and I agree with you a thousand percent. So I, I want to make it clear. I'm not covering every single area of human existence. Yes, of course. When... When, when there is legitimate, there are legitimately many issues that are in our control and we do have to speak up, of course, in a nice way. 
if the Canadian way is a little bit more polite than other places, that's a good thing. But yes, we do have to. There certainly are areas we have to do our share. We have to do our part. We have to do hishtadlis. We've talked about this before. Um, we can't just rely on God. But in a situation where a decision is outside of our control, that's when we need to be able to see that that's what God has decided. I'm, so I'm limiting it to that kind of situation, like who was going to be in charge of Yom Kippur? God decided that. In terms of advocating for getting a vaccine or something like that, go for it, and I'm doing the same thing. Yeah, that, that's, that's very often true. Yes, that's very often true. Of course, no one would admit that themselves because everyone thinks that I am doing what God really wants me to do to insist that I, you know, but you're right. You're absolutely right. Yes, Pearl. Yes, Pearl. You too, George. I 